At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello everybody, welcome back to the You're Gonna Die podcast by me, Jordan Howes. Thank you so much for listening once again. I know it's been a little while since the last one, but we're back, we're here, and I'm gonna be giving you guys some great content today. If you wanna follow my social media, uh, go over to howsey.unscore on Instagram, that's H-O-W-E-S-Y, and the same is on YouTube and pretty much all my other social medias. You're pretty good at stalking, I imagine, so yeah, just go and find that out. But yeah, I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Please, in advance, excuse the sound of my voice and excuse the cuts in this podcast. I normally try and do it pretty natural, but I've just come off the back end of a cold and I feel like literal shit, I don't even know if I should keep these PG anymore. I just feel I feel like shit to be honest. But yeah, my throat's a bit tickly and bloody bloody blah, 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 but I'm big chilling. So yeah, basically bear with that. But other than that, we're chilling. Um today we're gonna be doing a bit of a new one for you guys. I had an idea the other day which I've never seen done before, so I thought I would give it a go. And essentially on this podcast today we're gonna be doing the first of the uh story behind the photos. So essentially what I come up with while I was just chilling in my bedroom was that I'm going to get people to comment on my Instagram photos or any social media with photos really and say story behind the photo to photos on, on my page that look interesting to them. And then what I'll do is I'll get on my podcast and I'll talk about each of the photos and the story behind the shots because obviously you guys see this 2D image of, of what I've been up to and think, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. But like, I can actually explain to you in detail and the rest of it how I actually felt in those moments. So basically, I'm going to be going through those and I've got maybe a few a few stories depending on how long they are lined up for you guys. But I think you're going to enjoy them. So I'm just going to get right into it and get into the juicy information with probably the longest and best of the stories that I have on here. Um, it would be ideal if I had a, a nuisance here as well to tell a story. But he's out and about doing his thing. Big love for the boy. So yeah, maybe he can come on and talk about it in another podcast. But yeah, we're going to be talking about the Barcelona tunnel photo. So obviously you guys can't see the image that I've got in my head right now. So if you do want to be interactive with it, jump on Instagram now and I'll tell you the dates from where the photos are. If not, I'll just describe them to you. That's absolutely fine. If you're just doing your walk to work or something. Uh, But yeah, absolutely fine. So essentially the first photo is a photo of me and my girlfriend standing in this like huge underground tunnel that essentially was designed to be used for uh, metros in Barcelona so the old like the new metro system and as you can imagine these tunnels are pretty large like they have to be big enough to fit all of the platforms in all of the people in all the trains basically it's just the initial carved out tunnel before everything goes in so they're pretty wham you can see there's like little tracks on the floor where they've drove in bits and pieces of they're digging out the tunnel and yeah we just stood there looking all casual and it's a pretty interesting photo not many people get to stand in a big fat boring tunnel underground um but essentially that tunnel was actually a pretty crazy story so the people who were present at the time were me my girlfriend i know and 
um, and Adam, little nuisance. You've probably heard him a thousand times on it before. But essentially what had happened was Adam had actually done this before this tunnel. And he told me and I know about it. And I was in Barcelona anyway, um, staying with Inoa. And Adam was uh, coming to the country just to chill with me for like a few days. And we thought, yeah, like he'd, he'd been over a year and a bit or something like that since he'd last done it. So we thought, fuck it, like, let's just go do it again. Like things might have changed. And Adam wanted to go back and get better photos because he now had a better camera and whatnot. So essentially we decided to go do that. But it was a crazy mission. It was a whole day, seven, eight hour mission. I swear to God. It started off when we all just went to the shops, got some snacks for the tunnel as you do. Like Adam kind of knew where the entrance to this tunnel was anyway. And when he did it, it was sunrise. So uh, yeah, he didn't, uh, what's the, predict what we is going to be experiencing in the next few minutes so we go around to this like side fence and in barcelona the construction sites there are pretty rudimental like they're nowhere near the same as in the uk <laughs> like basically they're underdeveloped sites and the fences yeah like these like little mesh tinfoil motherfuckers that are like just sat there on the side like looking to get bent as you stand on them anyway you can already see the fucking the the fence is already bent like you can see someone's climbed over it before probably adam's juicy ass <laughs> climb over it last oh, that sound is so bad probably <laughs> allow me and then <laughs> we go to this fence yeah it's broad day it's like midday on maybe like a, a weekday i think it was perhaps and uh we go to get over this fence and i'm thinking like i know i hasn't got too much experience so i'm kind of like trying to work out how i'm gonna get her over this fence it's not big anyway i know she can do it she's a tough girl like she showed me she can climb fences in the past so essentially adam went over rickety-tackety, nearly folded the fence in half as always, climbed over, jumped to the floor, well, we all nearly folded it, to be honest, jumped down to the floor, but, like, what we didn't realise is when we got over it is, like, this was a con literally a construction site, an active construction site, like, there were legit workers walking around the tracks, like, because, essentially, the entrance to this tunnel, it's actually an abandoned tunnel, but the entrance is via active train lines, so you have to climb over a fence into, like, the grounds around the, the trains, and then, walk your way down to like a place to get into these tunnels anyways i'm like no 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 it's not active blah 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 climb over fence it's like it's all mad like we literally climbed over this fence and we're literally just there and it's like it's like kind of out of a movie because it's like what you'd imagine spain to be like all dusty and whatnot it was like some dusty site and we was like super hot i think adam had something wrapped around his head or something as well so he just looked at some next like i don't know like desert walkers Anyways, climbed over this fence, jumped, uh, got Inora off, she jumped down, chilling, professional girl, this is how it is, we wouldn't settle for any less. Uh, we all run around the corner, basically, like, the bit that was funny to me is that as we went around the corner and, like, dived into this bush, like, a worker literally walked where we were, like, two seconds before, and the worst thing about it is that we heard someone shout as well. I think it was a pedestrian on the road, so I was climbing over the fence, but we heard someone shout, so we were, like, kind of all already on the back foot of, like, being shook in case someone, like call the police well not shook but like aware of it you know and then yeah it it then seemed like the worker hadn't actually seen us and it doesn't definitely wasn't him who screamed because he was just grabbing some materials from where we had jumped over in like bags or whatever and uh yeah well so we got away from that but then we had to go like round this corner climb over a bush pull ourselves up over a fence and then like it was like some next mission i swear down it's like all things we do like in terms of urbex it just feels like you're on some like yeah secret agent thing Anyways, we like go up to this fence, like there's already a cut hole in this fence, so we like slip slip under that. Basically, there's like six other obstacles, and then we get into this like huge quarry area, like this huge quarry area. But this is all like this part is all active, like there's things everywhere, like there's there's 
security cars sat by this big building like the building's got the lights on we're trying to like just sneak around it like some modern warfare 2 mission like you know how it is um and then we go around the back and it's like yeah it's just this huge quarry with like it's, it's clearly abandoned like all the machinery is rusted over these big metal struts it looks like oh i can't even tell you. it looks like the best place if you was like into airsoft or paintball like it would be if they made it safe it'd be the sickest place it looked like kind of looked like similar to rust you know like it genuinely did i'll see if i can uh get a photo or video up at some point and then obviously you guys can see that on my instagram but it was yeah it was crazy and then we had to basically like find our way down into this quarry like there's no easy way into this quarry there's no ladders down there like there was a set of stairs but it was behind the security hut at the other end of the the quarry so we decided that i don't know if you guys have seen this before but it's like conveyor belts with like dust and rock that will go down into a pile and like it lifts the dirt out or in depending on what you're doing on the machine and it like conveyor belts all the dust out it's like it literally looks like the one on rust like that thing that comes down and you run up the slant Something similar to that. Anyways, we decided that we was going to like descend down on that. But it's obviously like, you don't know if it's stable. It looked like it was about to fall over. But like all things, we just decided, yeah, let's just go for it. You know, like, here's what it is. Anyways, climbed over a few more fences, standard procedure, walking down this thing, super cool scenes, all dusty still. Like, you can just tell it, oh, like walking down this like conveyor belt. It was just so sick. Got to the other end. Basically, I'm not going to bore you the detail, but just walk down some stairs through a little turnstile and we're at the entrance to the tunnel. Bearing in mind, like, we still haven't been seen at this point, but this tunnel, like, as you get into it, you can feel, like, visibly cold air. Like, you can feel the coldness. And, uh, essentially, we started walking into the tunnel. It was so much better. Ready to walk eight kilometers, by the way. This tunnel is eight kilometers long. Um, and the way this tunnel is built is it's probably, like, maybe 20 meters by 20 meters, like, radius on either side. And then, sorry, uh, so, radius? No. Not circumference. What's the other? Oh, diameter. Diameter. Quick maths. Mr. Affords, big up yourself. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm actually tragic. Basically, yeah. So it's like diameter of maybe 20 meters across. Anyway, so it's fat is what I... It's a fucking huge tunnel is what I'm trying to get at. You walk in. There's these tracks on the floor where they clearly like use mine, mine carts. Never said that in actual serious conversation form. Mine carts going out of, in of the tunnel to take out material and whatnot. And yeah, we was walking down it. Started the walk. It started off relatively, like, rocky. Like, not rocky, but, like, concrete. So it was hard. My shoes were chilling. Walking fine. But we got maybe, like, a kilometre. Oh, mate. I can't stop yawning. We got maybe <laughs> a kilometre into this tunnel. And I swear to God, the ground turned into fucking swamp, mate. Like, we were walking, yeah, and the ground just turned into... It was a myth. It was actually a full myth. Like, my feet started slit, like sludging into the ground. Like, there was water everywhere. Anyways, we knew it was going to happen. Adam mentioned it. We was going to have to firm it. But, yeah, it was still pretty light at this point, so it weren't that deep. But um, we started walking, yeah, calm. Keep, kept my feet dry for a relative period of time. But as you're walking along this tunnel, like, just a little extra bit of information for you for later on. As you're walking along, on the left and right-hand sides, there comes these little, like, massive these little like massive that's great jordan english clearly wasn't the, the strong point there these like huge cylindrical cutouts all the way to the surface bear in mind we're like maybe 100 200 meters deep well maybe less than that actually probably like 100 or 75 meters um and then that's the surface where they'd install the ventilation uh like vent things to stop the the metro basically killing everyone and uh we went, walked in had a look up pretty cool wet as fuck as always and uh, yeah, nothing really happened on the first couple of them. 
And we carried on walking, then it got sludgier and sludgier. There was less and less light. It was just, oh, mate, it got pitch black by the end. We had head torches, but yeah, it got super dark. And at, at some points, like as we were walking along, the only things to step on were these like, literally the, the train tracks. And the rest of it was like, maybe a foot deep mud and sludge a few times we slipped off lost feet to the old sludge nearly lost my shoe a few times like my feet were basically caked in ceramic dusty whatever else mud it was disgusting i felt like i was walking through shrek's swamp mate it was yeah it was buzz anyways yeah so we carried on walking at one point it was actually quite interesting because uh we came across a a uh platform that had actually been created so it was literally a train platform that just was sat there with all the lights on, brand new, but had never been opened. Just like a little bit of history behind this tunnel. It got abandoned, like, I think, like 10 years ago, because during, well, I could be completely wrong here. This is just what I gathered, but it might have not been 10. But during, like, the division of Catalonia and Spain, like that whole that whole fiasco that goes on there where they want independence and whatnot, I think the workers went on strike. And uh, they essentially just said, like, no, we're not building the tunnel and left and then essentially like they just never started doing it again because they lost so much money and it was too too much to carry on with so they just left it there so it's just this huge underground abandoned tunnel and uh yeah obviously people like us so many years later come and exploit that but yeah so just carrying on with story we're walking down we were like kind of well me and i know we're like kind of aware of the fact that someone shouted at us on the way in so we kind of knew that someone knew we was in there you know but the weirdest thing about it was that once we got like maybe halfway into this tunnel and like we went up to one of those ventilation shafts we looked up and we were just going oh my god like this is so cool and out of nowhere we just hear ah, 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 like some spanish guy shouting down the ventilation shaft like literally at the top of his lungs like we just killed his mum or something and we were like what the fuck is that like that is so weird and like so obviously someone had either seen us in there or like they'd pre put themselves there so that they would know we're there but I, I, we still don't know to this day like maybe they heard us talking but like we were talking quiet enough for them to not be there just by coincidence of hearing over the top of the ventilation shafts it, it was all mad like i wouldn't be surprised if this tunnel doesn't like disappear in the next few years as they like i don't know do something with it but yeah so essentially we got shouted out but we chose to push on because we're already like 4k into this tunnel we know the spanish police are not going to walk 4k in sludge and mud and there's no other ways into this tunnel by the way that is the only entrance unless you're willing to abseil down a fucking down a tunnel shaft which i doubt anyone's gonna it's just too much effort for them so we knew we were chilling anyway and the best bet was to walk forward because if we walk back they'd probably expect it and be waiting for us so we thought we'll just finish the tunnel it'll be easier that way so we push on as always and then carry on walking darker and darker and darker at this point there is no light at all we've got feet caked in mud but this is where it got interesting because towards the last kilometer of the the tunnel there's actually like the, the the tunnel boring machine and essentially this machine is the the thing that has a huge drill bit on the end maybe like 15 meters in diameter that literally like spins and drives underground and then basically grinds all the material out and then sucks all the material back out the tunnel so that's how the tunnels are actually dug in the first place and the machine is just left completely abandoned like it's just sat there but to get into it there's a gate with a locked padlock um magically it was open due to circumstances and yeah it was open and then we was in the tunnel boring machine so we go in and the the gate is like the creakiest most ambient gate like as you open it it's like 
like and the echoes as well in the tunnel it was it's just like it just adds to the the uh the old atmosphere of it but you go in and it's like again something out of a call of duty game like there's just rusty bars steps left right up down like machinery all completely abandoned old mask water bottles there's even these like emergency escape pod things that if the tunnel started to collapse or something happened they'd be able to lock themselves in and they were like made for like 20 people with like bottles of water food rations first aid kits that kind of thing and they were really interesting as well because you just kind of think like what would it be like if i got trapped underground in this little like hut and i was here for days on end and yeah fuck that anyways but yeah we walk in there's just like, I can't even explain it to you. I'm pretty sure Adam filmed a lot of this or I can get some clips, but it was it was so interesting. Like there's just the smell of old oil machinery, like all of these dials completely rusted over, pipes, everything. It just looks so cool. And this lasted for like literally like a kilometer. Like the machine was like a kilometer long. I'd, I looked at it all and thought like, how does someone's brain actually design a machine like this and then put it into action and have it all working perfectly without a single thing going wrong? Like it was a it was an engineering masterpiece. I can't even lie as far as my brain can comprehend anyway. But yeah, so we carry on walking down this. It's like you're going up, down, left, right, down all these different staircases, looking at all these interesting things. And you and you get to the end of the, the tunnel boring machine and you actually see like the drill bit on the end. And it's not like what you'd expect. It's not some like pointy drill bit with like looking like something out of a cartoon, you know, like it's actually literally flat like it's got a flat face with just these like little rivets with with like little metal dots on them and then it will just spin and just grind away at any rock that's in its way which is so mad like the fact it's just using sheer grating force to just completely t like dig tunnels in the ground and yeah like you can climb all around this thing at this point we're caked in mud head to toe like we're trying to walk down it and it's actually all flooded at the end as well like the end of the tunnel is completely flooded um it was funny because when adam went there last time they took boats and stuff just to swim around in the water with like, and just float about. But like this time the water had like drained out considerably and there was just like this unicorn float left behind. And I've never been there before. And I like turn around this corner and just put my head torch towards like, and there's just this unicorn on the floor. But like we spent like maybe an hour or two at this thing, just taking photos. Adam found, well, we, Adam found some like, uh, some Wellington boots that go up to your, like your hips. Uh, I think, I don't know what they're called. They're hench anyway. And, like, he went down into the water and was walking around in the water taking photos. Like, he was just exploring everything uh, in the water, funnily. It was, it was kind of mad, and he was taking photos. They were pretty sick. Um, but, yeah, it was just it was super random. Like, it was just, like, moments like that, I just sit there like, mate, why am I just in a tunnel boring machine right now while most people are sat on their sofas watching cartoons? Like, it's just, you just sit there and evaluate yourself. Like, what is going on with myself? Why am I here right now? um there was a weird like airflow at the end of this tunnel i have no idea why it was there but like there was this weird like pressure difference between the air and it was like kind of cool in this little like bit that you go through like you crawl through this like little this little hole in the wall that you go through to like get into the the the, the actual drill part it's super cool anyway but at this point it was been like two hours since we heard that guy scream so we thought like they're not going to be waiting another four hours or three hours for us to walk back out the tunnel so we were kind of at ease at that point but yeah, we spent some time there, ended up going back out the tunnel, hearing loads of noises on the way out, uh, got back to the entrance of the tunnel, um, come out. Actually, it was all fine. Like, the only thing that happened on the way out is we, we took a slightly different route out so we wouldn't, like, retrace our steps. And we come out over this fence right next to a leisure center, and then the owner of the leisure center, like, run out. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, 
visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Out and chased us down the road. Like, he must have known something was going on because um, he was, yeah, he was confused. But, yeah, he chased us down the road, got on the Metro and escaped. As always, we don't get caught out here most of the time. But, yeah, that was just, like, a really interesting one. Like, it's probably one of the hardest Urbex missions I've done, not in terms of, like, difficulty, but, like, mental strength to get through all the bit in the middle. Like, the start, sorry, was actually quite difficult because it's, like, there was a lot to do. Like, it wasn't, it, it, like, you have to be quite lucky and quite skilled to do it. And then... uh and then actually like walking the in total like 16 kilometers down in the tunnel and back out the tunnel in sludgy mud is actually fairly physically demanding believe it or not so that was quite interesting too but that concludes the first story i really like that one it was like it was just like a dirty dusty grimy urbex mission as you'd expect the kind you get home and just soak in a bath for like two hours just to clean your skin of all the shit but yeah i thought that one was quite cool um, we've got a couple other stories here. This one's actually run probably a lot longer than I thought. I could probably tell like maybe a couple more, but I'm going to save them for other videos. Like, I'm going to make more of these. So, uh, yeah, I won't like do too many interests. Well, they were all kind of interesting, but I won't do too many big ones so far, but, um, I'll go on to another one for now. Um, it actually is again in another foreign country. It's in Milan this time in Italy. If any of you have been, it is beautiful. Um, and there's a photo. Let me just check the date from, the 8th of December 2020. So if you want to go follow that back and have a look at the photo, it's absolutely fine. If not, all it is is Adam, a uh, little nuisance, on the top of a crane, um, on top of the, the cabin of the crane in some misty morning in Milan um, on a sunrise climb. But the story behind it is actually kind of joke. So me and Adam in, well, that time, roughly around that time, maybe a week before, because we did it on like the last few days, we decided that we wanted to go to Milan. We actually know uh, quite a few of the Milan boys out there, big up all of them people, because they're actually genuinely probably the nicest parkour community I've ever met in the world, like seriously. So yeah, big up all of them. Um, but yeah, so we decided to go see them, go training, go climbing, blah, de, blah, de, blah. And we're going to be going into this crane in particular, because this story just tickles me. Um, especially, especially how it ended for Adam, and it's just like, yeah, it just it tickles me a lot. But uh, we'll go, we'll cover some of the other Milan stories later on. But this one in particular is quite funny. So we decided the night before that we were going to do a sunrise climb um, on this crane. It was the the tallest in Milan at the time, and it's like a red and white crane if you've seen the photo. And we was like, so we were sleeping in this underground car park side door thing against a pipe like it was the weirdest sleeping location ever but like it was weirdly very calm and like very calm very calm and very calm very calm and very like tranquil to sleep there like it was like we never really got bothered 
Uh, we heard a few noises every now and then, and obviously this place is guarded by security anyway, so like low-key they were guarding us as well, so we were actually pretty secure, but um, we woke up in our hammocks at maybe 3, 4 a.m., like we knew it was going to be a tough morning, but at this point we actually had another guy who came to stay with us in, in Milan, like he met us while we were there, I think his name was Aaron, I think it's Aaron, I'm so sorry if that's wrong, Aaron Explores or something like that, super nice guy, uh, been travelling for ages, yeah. Big up yourself. I'm sorry if I did get that wrong. I just can't remember the Instagram off the top of my head. But yeah, so we met up with him. Maybe 4am now. The sun starts coming up. We climb over. And again, these sites in different countries are just so bougie. Like, you know, there's our bamboo scaffolding at this point. Because they're just so... They're not as developed as London and whatnot. But yeah, we climb over this little flimsy fence. Check all the security. Do the normal morning checks of all of the boxes. See if security there. There's no one in the site whatsoever. I don't even think there's security in the site at this point. Um, so we get over the fence, round to the base of the crane. Um, to, just to describe it for later on, I'll go a bit in more detail later on. But essentially, the crane, uh, the crane like base was underground, and then the, the crane base comes up through one one flight of building and then goes up. So you can either get on the crane at the one story part or the underground part. I think a few of us went down to the bottom floor to go up, and one and a couple of us went in the the base, and then climbed up that way actually the actual climbing of the crane was super easy um same it's just a general crane ladder platform ladder platform ladder platform ladder platform and it was starting to get light as we go up i've actually got uh clips of this i will make a video on it one day but yeah i have got clips of this uh we'll get to the top and it was just oh it was just so it was so sick like it's just and once you climb the crane like if you've done it if you're if you're an urbex or listen to this you know what it feels like but yeah we got to the top it was super like fresh morning sun started rising over milan we're all walking the jib. There are uh, there are clips of this over my Instagram as well. I think of me walking the jib because it was actually quite a scary one, but like low-key kind of sick. Adam's doing monkey bars and fucking sprinting over them as always because the guy has no fear. Aaron's doing the same. We get, it's the, actually where we got the video of Adam like swinging back and forth on this crane. Also, will be on his Instagram if you want to go have a look. It's uh, the little nuisance on Instagram. But that's where we got all of that. And then we basically like... Climbed the crane as normal, did the jib, blah de blah de blah, standard. Right, before we got down, this is where it got very, very techie, a bit a bit tense. We actually, when we was on the top of the crane, we knew the security would be in in the morning. At this point, it's like 7am, but we're thinking, nice. Nah, I think it was maybe a Sunday morning or something. They're lazy, they're not going to come in till like 9. Yeah, we couldn't be any more wrong. We see a little van pull up to the site fence. We're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, we knew it. It's like there's there's one way up, one way down on a crane. There's no crossover to the building on this crane. So it's like we don't really have any options. Like I'm pretty sure that's it. So we're like, okay, we're going to start getting down, see if we can beat them before they get into the into the site and all, all set up and whatnot we don't know at this point if they're there because someone's seen us or if they're there just to work so we take uh, the benefit of the doubt and just go down and then maybe we actually did it really well considering we we're literally broad day on a crane that's completely hollow we didn't actually get seen until maybe the last 30 meters maybe 30 40 meters and when they saw us and then he when he looked up his face was a picture mate he was like legit the most shocked guy i've ever seen he was like uh, uh, like kind of making some noise but we couldn't really hear him too well like as he as he saw us he was like there was like three or four of them maybe maybe five actually and they were like trying to get into the site as quick as they can to meet us at the bottom of the crane we were like kind of like acting super calm so i don't think they thought we was gonna like just dip but like when we got to the bottom they were like us maybe two or three meters them at the base of the crane like they were pretty much there it was it was like we <laughs> it was like we were faced they knew what we looked like we were facing them adam was at the top i was at the bottom aaron was in the middle 
me and Aaron decide that we're going to get off at the first floor because the guys, the builders, thought that, or whoever they were, thought that we were going to go to the base of the crane to get off. So they're like walking towards like the base of the crane to meet us. We then get off at the first floor. They see us jump to the first floor story and they start panicking. They're running. They run up to us. I jump off the crane, get away with a fair amount of clearance, maybe like up like five meters away from the security guards. Aaron didn't get so lucky, jumped off maybe like a meter away from the security guard. We both start sprinting. They're chasing us. It's like a game of world chase tag, you know, like running for all these scaffolding bars. Obviously, we're quicker and more experienced at getting through sites than they are. So me and Aaron, just by the skin of our teeth, slip around this bar, climb over a fence. At this point, they kind of know we're gone yet. But Adam's actually climbed to the base of the crane. I don't know why he made that decision at that point. Maybe because he saw him chasing us. But he went to the base of the crane, which was actually a basement. Um, so he did that. So he'd low-key like trapped himself in the bottom floor. As me and Aaron climbed over the fence, Aaron got his foot caught on the fence and it ripped his shoe off. So he's in he's in outside the site, his shoe's inside the site, he has to then climb back into the site to get his shoe, then to come back out the site. I don't know how, if, if they'd carried on chasing us, they would have had his shoe and it would have been peak for him because he didn't have any other shoes. But yeah, me and Aaron managed to get the shoes and dip. We ran off, we heard sirens in the distance, we basically just got away as quick as possible. Like, if they called the police, it would take them a little while to get there anyway, but we're just trying to get avoid all main roads we ended up chilling by a starbucks and we just adam was just not answering his phone for a little while we then finally get a video from adam and he's going guys guys i'm in the basement still they're looking for me and he uh, is literally hidden right so what happened with adam i'll give you the story he what he told me anyway he actually went from the base of the crane they were chased him he managed to run away and climb down into like a hollow area where the sh where the supports for the building go into the ground before they like put all of like the pipes and all of the things in the bottom underground wherever it is like maybe like the pipe room or or the plant room sorry or whatever it is called or all the structures but just some hollow part underneath the basement basement climbs down it lays down in some dusty greasy little gap underneath the floor they're searching for him like he can say like you hear them walking around you can hear him talking and stressing out like they know he's there and then he thinks that like the police turn up as well and search the site but he's like hiding for dear life he ended up spending like an hour and a half under there i'm pretty sure before he like finally got out but all this time he's sending me snaps going like wish me luck like if i go prison like tell my like you know what i mean just like the general like bullshit just making us all laugh he's just stuck in his hole Finally gets out. I do not know how he does it, but he just managed to avoid all security on the way out. Like, he manages to avoid everything. Climbs over the sight fence, dips out, and we all link up. But, like, it's just, like, I don't know how Adam managed to do that. Like, this guy's jammy, you know. Like, some of you don't understand how much this kid just finesses it. Like, he's just literally, like, sometimes Urbex gets like this. And you get into these gritty moments where you're just, like, laying in some dusty well of a building. You're just like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just one of them days, isn't it? at 7am and he's just hiding but we actually all managed to fully just escape that and me and adam left the next day before anything got too ropey but yeah no it was actually it was actually pretty all right to be honest so we managed to all escape pretty well so yeah big up ourselves for that one um and i'm pretty sure yeah i'm pretty sure that's the majority of the story um it was just like it was just the the intensity of the chase for me that made that one interesting and uh the whole like the sunrise vibes on cranes is is beyond a feeling you know because you feel like you're awake before everyone else like you're in this location that you're not supposed to be in like no one else is like where you are right now you know so it's like it's just like a oh mate oh 
there's this like level of freedom you know i'm actually so tired today what's going on it is like 10 30 by the way um if you're wondering i actually end up sleeping till like nine o'clock today i don't know why but it was just a tired morning for me but yeah basically that's it um we're just coming up on 30 minutes on the podcast now so i'm gonna go on one more story just to keep this one a little bit longer for you guys um and what one should we do hmm. <laughs> okay cool we'll do that one um so this one's actually quite quite a big one i guess i'm, I'm gonna try and keep it sh- relatively short but it's actually quite an interesting one and uh the photo is from the what is the date let's have a look uh well stupid me first of january as you can expect um essentially if you haven't already clocked it the first of january is new year's day so this was the antics from the night before eg new year's eve and new year's eve this year was actually such a bop like it was actually so good um we uh, we decided that we we well every year as as like an urbex community like a lot of us meet up a lot of us meet up and go and do a climb so we can watch the fireworks in London or whatever's going on at the time. And on this particular night, we decided that we was going to climb a couple of buildings. They were both uh, near Canary Wharf. And uh, essentially, the two buildings were pretty relatively close to each other. Uh, and we was going to pick one of these two to watch the uh, the fireworks. And while we was, well, we didn't actually pick two, we picked one of them. But on the way to one of the buildings, we saw one on the right, which just had like this open entrance. And we were like, fuck it, like, let's just go give it a go. So we we run like over to this door that was just like open for like a split second. We get, we, there's like, I swear to God, there's like 30 of us this night. Like, there were so many of us. But at this point, I think we only had like 15. And we just run into this building that we had no idea what it was, no idea what was inside. But this is a new, the New Year's Eve vibes that we get on. Like, we kind of just like don't give a fuck. So we run into this, this door, get into the lift somehow, go straight up to the top floor, do a bit of like maze runner, trying to find uh, stairwells and whatnot. Um, run through one door. We're in this like empty, empty like uh, office space. I don't know if this is a new build or if it's being renovated or something, but there's nothing in this office space. Go for a few more doors, have no idea how we didn't get seen. Straight into the uh, into the loft area, straight up onto the roof. Do not, again, I do not know how we do it, but like it was a relatively cold night. Um, bit slippery but like it was so cool there's another photo on my instagram of that and like we was walking around the rim of this roof bloody bloody blah photo 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 that bit's not really the interesting part it was an unreal view of canary though i can't lie it was an unreal view but when we got down it was just jokes because we went into the lift all 15 of us got to the bottom lift doors open literally there's just this african security guard just staring at us so confused like what the fuck are these guys doing in my building like to a point where he wasn't even angry or like flipping out he was just like what the fuck is going on we're all like oh yeah don't worry don't worry we leave him blah 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 like trying it out he's like i well i start to run but then like we kind of realize that he's just chill we walk out and then he eventually like kind of clocks on and starts trying to like collect a few people but like we kind of get out in time but like the look on his face was just such a such a picture to see like he was just literally stood there the most confused guy and i can't remember if this was exactly it if i'm wrong and you are listening and you have heard this story i could be completely wrong but i'm pretty sure that night like my friend tried to uh, like piss off the security guard a little well not tried to but pissed him off anyway and the guy started like running after him like closing like this shuttered gate to the fucking to the thing and they were like trying to grab him his name's aj and like he was like rolling around on the floor and they were trying to lock him in to get him caught yeah and then 
he's trying to run at the gate, his closing, like, he literally runs, rolls underneath this shotter's gate that's coming down and manages to escape, but, like, these security guards are, like, grabbing him. As always, AJ's getting bullied by security guards, and they're, like, grabbing him, but, yeah, he manages to get away, roll under this thingy gate, and the adventure continues on that night. So... We head on to our next roof. Uh, the roof is pretty easy to get onto. You just basically go into the bottom of the building, up the lift, to the roof hatch, open the roof hatch on the roof. But at this point, there's like no cap. There's like 30 of us on this roof. And there's an adjacent building that's slightly higher than ours, probably only like 30, 40 meters away. And like people on the balcony are all stood on their balcony about to watch the New Year's Eve fireworks. And they can just see all of us still on this rooftop, just dancing, like fucking around with a speaker on, like such a random one. And they're all like waving at us from the roof. Sorry, waving at us from the uh, from the balconies. Like, but in it, what I find interesting, yeah, is any time of the year other than that, they'd probably be stressing out, calling the police. Like, I don't understand how just because the day of the year changes, that it makes people's like ability to not snitch on us change like that that is something that confused me. why can't everybody just be like that every day of the year like if you're willing to accept it on, on new year's eve why is it not acceptable on every day like why do people just always snitch like you can see we're just chilling like all the time when we do it it's like it's not like we're apparently gonna like jump off the building as some people get scared like you can see we're just taking photos you know so if you are that guy stop snitching because you are a melt and if you're gonna not snitch on us on new year's you're just being a hypocrite so yeah basically but yeah, they were just watching us from the balcony. Like, we were dancing, waving at them. They were waving at us. Like, it was just jokes. But it actually was pretty cool that night because we could see pretty much everything. We saw all the fireworks. We saw all of that, uh, the uh, Tower Bridge fireworks and drone display that was going on with all the lights. Um, we could just basically see, like, the whole of London as, as New Year's Eve starts. It's like you count down from 10 and literally the whole of the skyline just erupts. Like, we can see 360 degree, literally fireworks from every angle. It's just like, it's such an unreal feeling. Like, a lot of people wouldn't have experienced that, but you can just see the whole of London erupt, like, fireworks on a complete 360 degree. And, like, it's just, it lasts for, like, 10 minutes and it's so sick. Like, you're with 30 other people, like, you're all wishing each other a good year and whatnot. Like, it's such sick vibes. Um, obviously a few people were drinking and that this roof was pretty safe to be fair it wasn't like a an edge it was like a, a, a like a wall type thing around the edge so you can actually stand against it so it's not that deep but yeah it was like it was so sick like we could see the drone show happening it's just like probably one of the best feelings in terms of like how missions go like you don't really feel better than that normally unless you've climbed like 22 or something like which is like the hardest site in london by the way um, but yeah, that was super interesting. We got loads of fo jokes, photos. That is a big group photo of us, which is the one that someone commented on this time. And uh, yeah, it's just like a really interesting one to look at because it's not all—it's not all the time you get thirty people, forty people strong, all free on one night to go climb a building. Uh, but yeah, we end up getting away scot-free, just standard stuff, really. But I think I'm going to leave it at that on this podcast today because I don't want to have to tell stories but not tell them properly. So we're cutting it about 37 minutes. Absolutely fine. I hope you had a great time listening today. Um, and as always, if you enjoyed today's podcast and you want to support me, you can either uh, go on my social media, share, uh, like and comment on my photos. You can share this podcast around. Uh, if you really want to, you can donate on the podcast. It's actually in the link below. So if you do want to donate anything towards this, it will all go back into investing in the podcast. So do appreciate a lot. I need to get some things made like intro music and outro stuff and section bits. So if you can do that, I would appreciate it a lot. But obviously don't if you can't. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a great evening, a great day, wherever you are right now. And I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you so much. And I'll see you soon. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. 
We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.